Welcome back to the Resistance Broadcast, everybody, or welcome if it's your first time. My name's John. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are the official podcast of StarWarsNewsNet.com. We are going to talk about the latest in Star Wars news today. No, we're not. There's no Star Wars news, let's be honest. It's June 2020. Not a lot going on. So we're going to change things up a little bit today and um, put the focus on you out there in the resistance and uh, give you guys the spotlight here to help us create content on this episode. Um, But before we do that, with me as always, James and Lacey, how are you guys? It's June. (laughs) June 1st. I mean, summer is right around the corner. Things are heating up, but not really in Star Wars news. So we're doing a crazy different episode today. What's what happens in June? What's the first thing? Is that like a first day of summer? That's not the beginning of summer. June 21st is. Yeah. June 21st is, which is crazy, right? Mm. To me, I I don't even care about when the real date is. I, I block it off by month. Right? I kind yeah. of consider after G- Memorial Day, like you're getting into summer. I'm to me, it's June, July, and August is summer. Mm-hmm. Not even like some of September. No, that's fall. September, October, November is fall. Because summer used to look December, like December, January, day. February is winter, hmm. and then March, April, and May is spring. Interesting. Of course, it's do stormtroopers wear white after Labor Day? When is Labor Day? Like September first. Like it's like the last. Yeah, summer. I always get that confused. Yeah, interesting. I get. I think I get Memorial Day and Labor Day mixed up. M- well, Memorial Day is um, always the end of May, and Labor Day is the beginning of September. Lacey, what holidays have parades? <laughs> I don't know. What is this conversation right now? <laughs> um, it's a conversation I had with my wife the other day. Yeah. I don't know. I don't go to parades. So, guys, it's June 1st. I, I was thinking about this for a while. We had the exclusive um, Make Solo 2 Happen variant shirt that was mm-hmm. there for the one day last week and gone. So, some people took advantage of that and, and grabbed it. And we also have uh, a giveaway to announce. Um, and the requirement was someone had to tweet out Make Solo 2 Happen five times on Make Solo 2 Happen Day. And a lot of people did that. But only one person won the t-shirt and with the t-shirt we're also giving away a making of solo by rob bradeau the producer and ilm head honcho over there at lucasfilm and uh we'll just say it the winner right now the lucky one out of there was like thirty-five thousand make solo two happen tweets this person had at least five of them we're talking like charlie and the golden ticket style at this point maybe even worse odds <laughs> but never tell him the odds his name is neil marriott at Kidda1708, Neil has won the red variant Make Solo 2 Happen t-shirt and the Making of Solo book by Rob Bordeaux. Neil, congratulations. Round of applause for Neil. Way to go, Neil. We will be in touch with you to get your information and get that out to you. But uh, we're going to give one more opportunity to get one of those shirts. And what we're going to do here is bringing back Rate the Resistance on Apple Podcasts. All you have to do here is if uh, you use Apple Podcasts, you have an iPhone, rate us on Apple Podcasts. Five stars, leave a review, send us a screenshot of your rating or review using the hashtag rate the resistance to us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N, and you'll be entered to win one of these shirts that is no longer available. It makes it look to happen variant red t-shirt so good luck to you pretty cool and again you're, you're also helping us out because these ratings help move us up in searches for people to find us on uh apple podcasts in the sea of star wars podcasts that are out there now there's new ones popping up every day so we appreciate you helping us out hashtag rate the resistance at rbatswnn with your screenshot of your rating from apple podcasts hopefully five stars hopefully you like us and uh good luck <laughs> to all of you out there um, but we have been putting in a ton of time into TRB, especially during this pandemic, guys. And uh, I know everyone listening and watching out there supporting us has kept us going. So uh, we kind of thought it would be a good idea to make this episode about you out there. And we're going to do kind of an all resistance members episode. So we're going to do Ask the Resistance, Pod Race, Resistance Transmissions, all from you here. And we're going to do our best to make a fun discussion of this stuff. So, um, guys, do you want to get into this thing? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
So I guess we'll just all tackle each one of these and we'll run through these questions. We'll start with Ask the Resistance and we'll get going right now. I've been wondering, what are midichlorians? Okay, the first question comes from Jeremy at JediJer underscore 86. What's going on, Jeremy? Hey. He asked, when do you guys think the first story relating to Ray's parents will be released and in what form of media? Lacey, what do you think? So it's interesting because I don't... I'm conflicted with this because I don't feel the need to go into detail of who's Ray's parents are i feel like it was one of those things that like everybody was questioning it the entire sequel trilogy but i don't think it's something that really is needed to know like the deep down details of like what happened and who they were i think they might get mentioned from time to time and flashbacks for ray um so probably if they end up doing some type of ray comic or book in the next five years they'll probably mention them but that's as far as i think it will go because from my own personal opinion, I don't think we really need to know more. I'd like to know their names, at least. That would be nice. Right. Yeah. So people stop saying Steve. Yeah. <laughs> um, James, what do you think on this? Hmm. Um, I'm kind of with Lacey. I don't, I don't think they will. Um, I think if they did it, it would be really interesting. But I don't know how you do it. And I feel like it's pretty far off. If anything, I mean years. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. The only way I think they would do it right now is if they do a comic run post the Rise of Skywalker with Ray involved, and she has like visions or dreams about actual things that happened. Like she sees it having happened through the Force, um, and she sees her parents maybe more of what happened. And now that it's all kind of clicked with her, maybe she connects herself with those occurrences um but i don't think it's going to be a you know blank and blank comic you know, here's the parents and this is what they were doing um i think it'd be more of like you say may pop in and somewhere that has to do with ray or something but um yeah not sure all right the next one is by kylo 10 at full commander hmm. And she asked, if you could go back in time to 2012 and show yourself one scene from the new Star Wars to assure yourself that Disney would do a good job, which would you choose? Assume your past self doesn't care about spoilers. <laughs> Pretty funny. Uh, I'm just going to say it right now. That the, the scene that made me realize to me that Star Wars was back, and that's when Poe and Finn steal the TIE Fighter. Um, when they're saying like, good to meet you too. Woo. And they're, I got one. Did you see that? And I'm like, wow, that is Han and Luke shooting down the TIE fighters in a new hope style. It's adventure. It's fun. It's back. So that's, uh, that was the, that's the scene for me. Um, what about you, James? Um, yeah, no, I kicked around a couple different ones and, and one that I really seriously remember being in the theater and being like, holy crap was the Holdo maneuver. Like, and I yeah. think. <clears throat> that uh i don't know i i feel like if somebody showed me that you know years in advance and was like hey you know the sequel trilogy is gonna do things that they've never done in star wars you know you're gonna see different uses of lightsabers different uses of ships different uses of um even politics to, to different degrees you know and so it just i don't know it's like a whole other adventure check this out here's a clip of uh somebody light speeding like a giant warship into another one yeah <laughs> it's like that's crazy right yeah that's true it was pretty cool um very similar to rogue one too like i loved that but that the question was more about the uh the trilogy mm -hmm. yeah sure Lacey, what about you so my gut reaction was the uh star killer base lightsaber fight but the reaction I had to Ray grabbing the lightsaber, I wouldn't want that spoiled for myself. So um, my second pick was the Millennium Falcon flight scene with Ray and Finn at the beginning of The Force Awakens. It's nice. super fun. You see two new characters, um, which would then leave me being like, who are these people? And then also, where's Han and Chewie? Because they're obviously on the Millennium Falcon. But right. it's another scene that, similar to you, John, is just pure Star Wars fun. 
Yeah, it's one of those like pump your fist, like your popcorn gets shot everywhere because you're excited type of scenes, and I love those moments. Um, okay, good picks. All right, next one, as one in the force uh, asked, with the very subtle references to the Old Republic in the recent films, like the third uh, Revan Legion, as mentioned in the official Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker visual dictionary that James is holding up for you YouTubers out there, <laughs> like Vanna White, do you think Lucasfilm will... Available now, Amazon.com. <laughs> do you think Lucasfilm will bring that era of galactic history to the screen in a movie or TV? Um, so, Lacey, what do you think about that? So, I want them to. <laughs> but mm-hmm. do I think they will? Probably not. Okay. Um, I don't know. I just think that they're kind of focusing on like other new stories to tell and they're trying to grow outside of what's already been told um right so i can't see them going back especially stuff that people really 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 love and they want to see more of okay because people get uh, really attached to those things yes i agree um it that's tricky stuff because a lot of that area was explored in the legend stuff and people are very you know uh, possessive yeah, I think of that there's a lot and, of baggage that comes with it, so people kind of. Yeah. If I was at Lucasfilm, I'd be like, "Yeah, let's kind of." Like, if you were in charge of doing like a Knights of the Old Republic reboot, I'd be like, "Can someone else do that, please?" I want them to as a fan, but I don't think they will. Oh God, those fans are <laughs> passionate. Is the word? Um, yeah. James, do you do you agree they're not gonna explore this, or what do you think? I don't know. I whenever I think like what would be like a great cinematic event, I do think that you know we're saying, "Hey, this is what we're doing," and ever all the fans go, "What?" <laughs> and, like it would like be crazy. Yeah. But I do think that you run into that like everybody was crazy for the sequel trilogy, and then like as it kind of went on, people were like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" You know. <laughs> um, so I think we might kind of get that response. <laughs> My thing with it though is I think you you do a lot better if you revisit this in a TV series. And I think they're pacing their TV series out, but long term, they, they want to do that one. Yeah. um... I think like, yeah, like I think like they're, they're setting it up. They're like, Hey, we'll do, you know, uh, Mandalorian and we'll do Cassie Nandor and we'll do Kenobi. And then, you know, they've got like three more that like are maybe on the table or whatever. But they said, once we get this thing rolling and we really like lock in how we're doing them and people are responding to them, we got it going. That's when we do the, like the long form seven season epic, but we're not there yet. Yeah. Like, so they're not even planning it. They're just, they just know that's the end goal. How is their five-year plan? <laughs> are any of yeah. are any of you guys well versed in legends in terms of this Revan stuff and this era and anything like that? Because I know the really. story, but I'm not like you couldn't like quiz me on it. Because it makes me think of like that comparison, and this is why I don't know that they're gonna do it. And if they do, it's gonna be in a long time. I think that's how you were alluding His to it. His look is very Kylo Ren. Okay, right. They yeah, I think they they borrowed the idea from that, right? And. Um, and then Ray's look is very Bastilla Shan too. That's where people kind of pulled from with the Force Awakens. Um, so I'm just thinking with the Game of Thrones reference, when people are like, "Well, they deviated from the books and the you know the comparison," and that's going to be like that in Star Wars fandom if they change things that fans thought was their canon and stuff. And it's mm. just, it just do you, do they need to tell this story? And is it going to be worth the headache? that's going to come with it. So I, I don't know. Right now I would say no, but maybe things cool down in a few years and, and they explore it. But it seems like it'd be a big undertaking. Like you said, James, like a, that's epic seven season thing. So I, I just don't see it for a long time if they do it. That's the thing though about Game of Thrones is, is there was always those fans, right? That were like, well, this isn't the books, but I don't think that was the backlash against Game of Thrones. And right. the real backlash against Game of Thrones only came when they just, they didn't they didn't like the chosen ending it didn't have anything to do with like this isn't how the real story goes and you messed it up it was like it had already expanded and turned into its own thing and everybody right. was like pretty cool with that they just didn't like the ending 
So <laughs> I wonder if George R. R. Really Martin that, was like that's a similar comparison. Yeah, I wonder if George yeah, R. R. Martin's I, like I'm just gonna do what they do want. <laughs> like I'm gonna yeah, change my right. ending according to what people want. Yeah, I mean it's never gonna be a direct parallel, James. But I guess what I mean is there's existing content, and that's what the tr- you know people who are like. I hate using the term like hipster about things, but it's like, oh, I like that band when they're with their early stuff, you know, or like, I like the books. Did you read the book? The movie mm-hmm. stunk like that whole idea. And like, there are Harry Potter fans that are like that. The book is better. Right. So yeah. um, there's going to be those fans, especially Legends fans. Some of them can be really just super passionate. Again, I'll use the word the passionate. Hunger Games books are better. Um, but yeah, who knows? I, I'm still not a fan of this comparison because oh, okay. even well, the <laughs> thing is, is even in even in those categories, like those fans aren't the outright fans. People aren't like when you look back at Harry Potter or Game of Thrones as a whole, the real failure was that they they swayed from the source material. That's that's not the conversation. Right. While it's happening, you have those pockets of fan that are like, oh, it just sucks or whatever. But it's it's not the public opinion of the, the properties that you're giving examples of. That's why I think that if they inevitably ended up doing this show, I think it would you would have people that would be like, well, that's not how it really happened. But I think the average person who watches Mandalorian and Kenobi on Disney Plus are going to be like, this show freaking rocks. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, yeah, just like okay. any part of Star Wars fandom, there's a lot of headaches, and Lucasfilm yeah, is but I don't readily think aware s- of them. I don't think they would like sway away from it because they're afraid of those fans. Yeah, like, yeah. It didn't rock Harry Potter. When they when they greenlight Ryan Johnson's movies, I'll agree with you. When what? When they greenlight Ryan Johnson's trilogy, I'll agree with you. Well, mm. He talked about his book that I really want with all the, the behind the scenes photos. <laughs> I got like really excited when he talked about that on twitter oh the black and white stuff yeah Yeah, i really want that book even that though was so funny like not to deviate but he's like yeah i I had some discussions with them about it and even that even sounds like they're kind of i want that distant like something i'm telling you something weird's going on but Mm. you know black adam uh the rock said he was playing black adam yeah yeah a long time ago 2014 yeah yeah that Jungle Cruise I, took a really long time. To- I'm just saying, I, yeah, some, sometimes I, I just think we're looking at it like it's Star Wars, but you no, know, I, think yeah. it's I don't think it's the fact that they're having issues with getting the rock on board. You know, I didn't say it was just Star Wars, but we're like, a Star Wars podcast. So I talk about things that are happening. No, I in Star understand. Wars. I understand. Yeah. But, but what about like the dark universe with like Tom Cruise and all those people like the mummy? Well, that is something completely different. <laughs> I'm, st- I'm very excited <laughs> yeah. for that to come out. Yeah. Tom Cruise will be 80 doing stunts and stuff. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's go to the next question. Uh, ben Thompson at Crystal of Truth said, which Star Wars animal or creature non-sentient would you most like to see in real life? Also, which would you be the most worried about meeting? James, you go first here. Mm, you know, some of these, we had so many. I was like, oh, I know the answer to that. I'll have to think about that, you know. Um, worried about meeting in real life, I think probably would be, I mean, there's a ton, but probably the, just to stick to the movies, like a Rancor. Yeah. <laughs> That's, Yeah. All right. So I think they're, I don't know. They feel like, I know he's like trapped in a pit with the Rancor, but I still think there's something about like, they kind of come off like a bear. Like you're like, Hey, look at that bear over there. And Mm -hmm. then like the person like spends the next 50 minutes trying to kind of get away from the bear, but it seems like it just keeps getting closer and it becomes a problem until they eventually get attacked. Um, Rancor seem like if you're even, if you see them, like you're already in danger. You know, mm-hmm. they so, seem like they could be one of those things. Uh, so is that you're the most worried about seeing and you're the most excited to see both in one? No, I don't know what I'm excited to see. Um, I thought you were going to say c- come back Fox. to me on that one. Come back to you. Yeah. I mean, that would be like the one I want to own or whatever. But Little I don't know. Django. Like if I went to a zoo. Yeah. I don't know if that would be like the gotta go to the Crystal Fox first. <laughs> no. No. 
I would probably no. I'd probably. I mean, if it was a After zoo you're of surfing Star Wars in the, creatures in San Diego, gotta go check out the Crystal Fox, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the get wet shop. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, no, I don't know. Come back to me on the which one I'd like to see. Okay, um, Lacey, what creature non-sentient would you be excited to see, and which would make you the most worried to encounter? Uh, worried, because we started with worried, so I'll go worried. Worried, uh, a wampa. Mm-hmm. That that would definitely kill me, like, so fast. Yeah. I actually just thought a wampa might be an even better answer to because the, what I said. Because the yeah, rancor seems one. to work a little slower than the wampa, because Luke was able to run through between its legs, so I feel like I could, like, get away. <laughs> Whereas the wampa, I feel like he got Luke pretty bad then I'm just, like, out of luck. <laughs> yeah. Um, Happy-wise, things I would like to see, probably porgs. They're so That's cute. cool. All right. The porg exhibit would be amazing. Yes. That That's a very... That would have been a really popular answer in December 2017. Well, <laughs> I think it still would be a popular no, answer. No, I know. I know. Um... But Porg, Porg Mania was insane. They would have to get like an exhibit for them because they'd be too stupid to live in the wild. Like they'd That's be true. like a dodo bird. I agree. I think just, you're like, right. Go extinct. Yeah. Yeah. But they're so cute. Um, okay. So Wampa, Worry, Porg's cool. All right. Mine is pretty simple. I want to see Jacked Fish. I knew you were going to say this in one of the answers. I want to see Jacked Fish. I just want to see it. Just like... I don't know. Something about deep ocean creatures like fascinate me. Deep ocean scares me. But because deep ocean scares me, I'd also be very worried to see jackfish. So it's both of my answers. Like imagine how deep the water has to be for you to see that. Like, so I am very afraid of the idea of like getting bitten by a great white shark, but it's the animal I want to see most in the world. How often are you in the ocean? That's what I'm saying though. I want to do it. I want to do it, but I'm also absolutely terrified of it. You ever have those things in life where you're like, I'm so fascinated by this, even though it terrifies me? No. Like people who like skydiving, who are afraid of heights. <laughs> you don't. Okay, that's no. fine. No. But there are people out there who would relate to this and make it a, a I'm nice, not saying that. I'm just saying a nice podcast volley. Like, oh, yeah, definitely, man. Okay, you're just like, first no, of all, you said, shut, do shut you feel down. this way? And I said, no, I don't. But Jack's Fish is the deal because I'd want to see it. But I'd be scared that he'd grab me and bite my head off. That's pleasant. Yeah. James, back to you. Dude, I have no clue, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I Maybe the, um, and I don't know the name of it, but the thing that um, Obi-Wan was riding on in Revenge of the Sith might be kind the of The thing cool. that was like, whoop, See? whoop. Yeah, that oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I feel like that would be like they're they're nice and they're almost like sentient in like a a bondy way, right? You know, but like not actually like a thinking creature. The old Carlarmus, yeah, <laughs> Carlarmus. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. That that's tough. Animals never really get me in Star Wars. I like the aliens, but yeah, hmm. not even porks. Well, maybe it'll, maybe something will hit you at like question nine. You're like, oh, got it. Yeah, I tried looking through the book, but there's like, there's nothing here for Rise of Skywalker. Like, there's that snake thing, but he's mm-hmm. not even in the book. They really didn't. Oh. Now I think about it, there mm-hmm. weren't really any creatures. That's kind of sad. What about those little things on Pasana that were there for three seconds that they spent eighty million hours but on like, making? I walk into the Star <laughs> yeah. Wars Zoo and I'm gonna be like, "Oh, first place we gotta go." Those little Pasana creature things that those are those little sunsets. You know? James mice. would be so fun to go to the Star Wars Zoo. He'd be like, "Why are we even here? Like, there's nothing cool." No, I just I feel like I want to like look at the map and and you know how they do like at zoos, like they just kind of put it like yeah. in color or like sections of We'd w- style of planet like desert we would walk into the star wars zoo i'd want to go to the aquarium to see jacked fish james would be like this is so stupid and boring and Lacey would go find the biggest pretzel in the place and the porgs and the porgs yeah like, guys i found There's this giant be- pretzel and and i some- wouldn't find the biggest pretzel they're not normally gigantic <laughs> just, just that one time <laughs> 
But I would probably get a pretzel. <laughs> okay. It's probably accurate. All right, Lacey, you're starting this next one off. Um, the Man Day Lorian at Star Wars Eing said, Do you think Ahsoka sensed Vader returning to the light and becoming Anakin again? Every once in a while we get questions that I look at and I think of either you or James, and this is definitely a James question. I'm interested to see what he has to say, but my answer would probably be yes, because she senses him at, at other times, like when he goes bad and they have that connection. So I would say yes. Um, and I would hope that she senses that because, you know, it's got to be really terrible for her when he does go bad. So, um, okay. yeah. I... I'm going to say no, um, because I think it's better for the overall story of Vader for her not to be sensing that stuff. Sure. Because then it could be like, well, Ahsoka knew the whole time and didn't do jack about it. But I like it better that Luke sort of drew that out of him. And even the Emperor wasn't sure. He's like, are your feelings sure on this thing? Right up toward the very end. So if the Emperor didn't sense it, I can't see why Ahsoka would when she was way out of the picture at that point. So I'm saying no. Uh, I have a feeling James may disagree with me and be with you on that, but depends um, where she is. We don't know, right? We don't know where she is, right? Or except if she's in dead. every upcoming Star Wars project, heading or to she could Disney be dead. Um, not if the rumors about Mando are true, right? Mm. Wait, what? Do you think Ahsoka Tano? No, no, no. She said she might be dead. That's not. That's not the case. That's why. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah, that's what we're saying. She, re- she retracted the statement. Um, okay, yeah. She's definitely alive. Canon confirmed. Definitely. Right. Right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you have an answer, James? <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, th- I I understand what you're saying is I, th- I think that that could, like, why didn't she do anything? I think I think she would have felt that. I think so. At this point, like, yes, she's the only Jedi we know of that's out there, but I think the history of what we've kind of understood is the only reason that people didn't feel a significant change in the Force is because there was nobody else out there who could, Um, which is why we've kind of written that story in our head. But, I mean, something like Alderaan blows up, Obi-Wan feels it, you know? Something like... um, Order 66 happens, and I know those are big events, but I also think, like, the Emperor is gone, you know? Darth Vader, the other presence of evil, is also gone, you know? Anakin is back, and I feel like that sway of balance in the Force would have to be felt by other people in the galaxy that are attuned to it, especially someone at this point who is as wise as ahsoka is to Hmm. shifting tides like that so you're Um, you're taking it as she the moment he turned did she sense that i took it as a she saw a vision of the future seeing him while he's vader seeing him event potentially turn Uh, i may be i may have read that completely wrong i took it as he turned good and she felt it so the moment okay yes that's interesting Hmm. Um, do you think Ahsoka sensed Vader returning to the light and becoming Anakin? I, I read that as one day returning. <laughs> to oh the no, no, no! Light. I took it as like in that moment when he comes back to the light, oh, she okay. senses it from. I was thinking like is. at the end of Clone Wars as she drops her lightsaber or whatever. I was she... wondering why you said then why didn't she do anything? And I was like, I, I also thought like, well, if she, I think knows, I read it wrong. Yeah, because in um in one of the books they're like. You know, the credibility of Luke is very loose when they say, like, you know, oh, it turned out that Anakin was actually, like, a good guy, and he was the one who killed the Emperor. It's like, nobody cares, nobody believes it. His testimony is the only testimony of that. And then I kind of thought, well, technically, you would probably have other Force users out there, including Ahsoka, who would be able to testify, no, we do. But I think the Force at this point in the galaxy is just kind of like lost. There's no, um, after order 66 happened and all the way up to the sequel trilogy, I just don't think people believe really in the force. I mean, I know there are people who do, but it's not like a galaxy wide thing. Right. 
I mean, you got Obi-Wan's um, message telling people to believe in the Force or trust in the Force, but on uh, at the beginning of Rebels or whatever. Like his, holo- his um, holocron message oh, to Kanan. Yeah, I mean, it only went out to like surviving Jedi, I know. Yeah, but... I wonder if it was like, all right, let's just get, get that to whoever is still out there. Um, all right, so yeah. It's a, it's a really good question, though. I may change I think, my... You know, as much as they like Ahsoka, yeah. we'll probably at some point see that happen in canon. Maybe it's in that... Maybe it's in Mandalorian. Maybe it's in the like rumored animated thing where she comes back to like, yeah, you know, I became something different when I realized the balance returned to the light mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If it's that, if it's the cool. moment now that I'm reading it properly, I think I agree with you guys. I think she would feel it. I was thinking of it as like a predictive, like Yoda, I sense the future or something. So I think I'm with yeah. you guys there. All right. Next one. Um, Jedi Knight Karina. At Fire Lord Karina. And she asked, Do you think in the future of Star Wars they're going to add more diversity to the main characters? My wish is to have more representation in a franchise I love. Um, Lacey, you want to take this one first? Sure. Uh, hi, Karina. Thanks for your question. Um, I would say, yeah. I I think we're already seeing that. Um, as projects are coming out, we're seeing more and more diverse characters which is great we saw emphasis nest we see you know carl weathers playing uh grief well i'm messing up his name what is his name carga carga that's it uh you know pedro pascal is the lead in the mandalorian we're mm-hmm. we're seeing the more diverse characters and actors come into star wars and i think that's also on the flip side going into the behind the scenes stuff with like a taika coming in and a leslie headland coming in like you're gonna see more and more diverse characters and storylines and points of view um and it's gonna be great i'm all for it um james I mean, yeah, I don't see them slowing down at all. I think that the, uh, practically every project that's been live action from this point on, I mean, you have Solo, and that's a white guy, and you have Beckett, and that's a white guy. But even in that movie, you have a, a pretty heavy female character, a black character, and then you have like another character who is a droid, but she's female, and she's fighting for rights of the droids, mm-hmm. and it feels you know very feminine-pushed. Um, but then you look at everything else. I mean, Force Awakens basically had like three minorities. You're right about Mandalorian. You have uh, a female, Hispanic, and a black character, like all in the forefront. Um, I mean, name a project. Uh, Rogue One. You have a Hispanic character. You have an Asian. You have two Asian characters. You have a female lead. You know, I mean, it's like I don't. I don't think there's any chance of slowing down I, and i don't think they're saying that this is holding them back so they're just going to keep the course the way that it is so mm-hmm. i would i would almost say um that they, there's way more minority than there is anything else you know in the in disney star wars yeah i mean since 2012 obviously i mean when george lucas was making the movies back in the 70s it was just a different world it wasn't like mm-hmm. it just wasn't the it just wasn't how things were. And he just cast, uh, happened to be three white leads, right? But then mm-hmm. um, since 2012, I think they've done a remarkable job. And if you believe in Kathleen Kennedy and what she said, she said, yeah, we're, you know, we're, we are very focused on this. And they've proven it. You know, you've had your first female Star Wars directors. Uh, your first one was African-American. Then you had an mm-hmm. Asian uh, female directing The Mandalorian, who ended up being people's favorite, I think. Uh, so like Lacey said, the behind the camera is another aspect of it that may be just as important as on screen. It depends. If you want something out on the screen and see yourself in Star Wars, I get that. But also people bringing this franchise um, to life, uh, to me, is always a very, um, I think, big thing. And when you, if you can have representation there, I think that's huge too. Um, it, go, it goes further than the movies and live action too. I mean, even yeah. like, you know... Um, some of the stuff in the High Republic, you have new uh, characters coming in that are uh, right. black and female, and right. Versio as well, right? Um, and uh, some of the other characters that are in those video games. In the video as well. games, yeah. Um, Galaxy's and, Edge, uh, the V character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Vimerati, yeah. And uh, and there's there's another one that I was just thinking. Of. Oh, Doctor Afra as well, like female, Asian. Um, 
gay. I'm not really sure what the correct term is, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I mean, I, I don't think there's any chance that they're, they're planning on stopping here. No, I don't think so either. Um, all right. Thank you for the question. Uh, Karina. Okay. Next up, Chris Van de Mael at Belgian prop crew. Um, and he asks, Lacey, I think this is one of those guys that does those you were, that you were talking about on last Thursday. Yeah. Belgian... He was also on our, uh, virtual canteen. He's the guy with the okay. really cool helmet. Oh, right. All right. Mm-hmm. Very with cool. The red stripes. Very Yes. Cool Chris, what's going on? All right. Um, Chris asked, why do you love Star Wars and how big of a part of it is, uh, is it of your life? And how is your love expressed in your daily life? Um, James, you want to start this one off? Um, why do I love Star Wars? Um, I don't know. I think, I think my general answer for this is connectivity. I love how the stories come together. I, I love flipping the page and seeing, um, a ship from a, a TV show, or I love, uh, you know, hearing that, uh, you're going to be working with this character from the movie, you know, in this, in this book or whatever. And I just, I like all the little pieces and how they all come together. And I, I, I think I've said that a number of times. That's, that's why I love it. I love the connectivity of all the different properties and how they all uh, stick together, but how has it affected me in my regular life? <laughs> I don't know. Definitely. Like I'm, I'm assuming most people listening to this podcast are, the star Wars person. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like everybody's like, Oh, uh, what kind of a birthday cake should we get him? Uh, star Wars birthday cake. Cause <laughs> that's the surfacey thing that we know they definitely like. And we're not going to go wrong with that. Anytime right. anything right. star Wars comes up, they send it to you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, I think I find that like my wife, for instance, says that I do the opposite of that. Whereas like most people would stay quiet about it like the second star wars gets brought up that's when my personality becomes alive and i like want to talk to people (laughs) about it right on and like there's other things going on in real life (laughs) and i don't care (laughs) about them and i have no information on them you know i'm like i don't know what trump is signing (laughs) i I literally could not tell you but uh do you want to talk about Bail Organa? <laughs> it's like, Bail Organa is signing this Organa. in this fake story yeah. that exists that I love so much. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. Like, I love Star Wars so much because it is just this wild fantasy adventure story that you can just kind of escape to. Um, and it has this endless possibilities and the, anyone could be the hero thing. And just like, and it keeps that kid in you alive in a way. And then in terms of like, it's every day, how it's expressed every day. It's like doing this stuff. Like I am constantly either writing, doing Star Wars news and that stuff or doing podcast stuff. Like we, we are doing so much more and more like every week, especially during this pandemic. And it's like, and it doesn't, you know, it's not paying my mortgage or anything like that. I like, we do this because we love it. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's showing in itself. Like it's like, I joke when I do the JJ thing saying passion project, but damn it, if it isn't right. <laughs> uh, so, um, that's, that's my answer. Lacey, how about you? Um, this is, this is a tough question. Cause star Wars is like such a big part of my life. It always has been, uh, since I was little, it's driven kind of who I am as a person. And, um, kind of choices I've made throughout my life um, in my career going into video production was because of Star Wars. And then, you know, once I got out of college and went into get a career, I started working at uh, the overarching company of Reed Exhibitions, which Reed Pop is a part of. Um, and I remember I w- was walking down the hall and they had this huge banner from one of their aisles at Celebration and it had uh, Darth Vader on it. And I literally was like, I'm in the wrong role. I'm in the wrong position at this company. And uh, I promised myself that I would uh, be working there in three months. And I did it. So, yeah. So I would say like Star Wars has just kind of driven who I am. And 
what I do and, you know, who I'm friends with and being a part of this podcast. Um, before, <laughs> before I was on the podcast in 2017, uh, I was actually, I saw pictures of John at the premiere for Last Jedi and I came home and literally was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to be at the next premiere. It's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'll figure it out when I get there. Like, I'm doing it. And so, I said the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, James, you also went to the really cool press conference, though, and like had a really fun experience. So I don't want it to seem like I I'm didn't bragging. Talk it's to just the more like a. Action development at Lucasfilm. It's, yeah. it's more like I have taken Star Wars into what has driven me career and goal-wise. Um, and it has changed my life and being a part of this podcast and being friends with you guys and uh, meeting new people and having all these crazy experiences that I never would have imagined. Um, and then other than that, like, my money goes to Star Wars. Like, I buy a lot of Star Wars stuff. And uh, my house is very Star Wars. And just like James, I'm the person that everybody gives Star Wars stuff to. Like, my uncle found old movie posters in his house, and he's like, here, Star Wars movie posters. And they're like, oh, they send me a picture of a stormtrooper, like, in a newspaper, because they're like, oh, my God, I saw this, and I thought of you. And I'm like, I don't know what to do with Wait, this. Wait, were, but... were those the posters that got all jacked up? No. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. I she have, like... Those, right? I bought those, yeah. Hmm. I was... I can't even express to you how sad I was when I opened them up. Um... Note to self, uh, well, not to self, but to anybody listening that sells stuff, make sure that the poster tube fits said posters before you ship them, uh, because you will damage them. But no, these, in there. these posters were like original trilogy posters from a movie theater that he had like in a closet somewhere, and he gave them to me. Nice. But, but yeah, no, it's just I express it through being online, talking to you guys, being a part of the podcast, doing stuff all the time, like John said, and. Um, I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it, and I'm sure these guys feel the same way, because uh, at the end of the day, we do have a normal life in the sense of, like, jobs and, and bills and stuff, but we still spend all this time doing this uh, just because it means so much. If I... That if, was a long-winded yeah. question, uh, answer. I'm sorry, but... It's funny I because I got we there. just got off of Make Solo 2 Happen, and I, and I think in some degree we were like... Oh my gosh, that was just such a crazy day. And mm -hmm. I know you guys even specifically were like, I'm exhausted. And I was like, I, I'm i kind of like not. I think the only <laughs> thing that's like, I, I still want to, like if I, I know this sounds terrible, but like if I didn't have my wife and kids and <laughs> I was just alone, you know, I, I would not stop. I'm telling you, I sure. would like edit, I would tweet, I would record, I would just, I would... It would be like gaming. I think right. people can kind of do a mental thing where it's like, yeah, the only thing stopping me from gaming all the time is regular responsibility. I have to go to work and I have to clean up the house and stuff. But if I, I didn't have to do those things, yeah. I would never nonstop game, right? right. That's kind of like me and Star Wars. I think I, I the exhaustion, think I by the way, came from down. living normal life and then doing all that. Because people don't realize yeah. like all the stuff we do behind the scenes of like editing videos and doing images and scheduling things and coming up with ideas and reaching out to guests and writing articles yeah. and writing show notes and doing all these things and then on top of that i'm doing my normal job which is you know 8 30 to 5 and i'm doing basically the same stuff but for a company where i'm like constantly scheduling and responding to people and it's like always on um yeah i wish i could just do this for a living <laughs> like that is the dream right mm -hmm. but um having it as just like a passion thing is good too and it's it's keeping me going with everything going on in the world like some days you just wake up and you're like man there is so much going on outside of this that is so depressing and terrible that i need something to cheer me up and that's what star wars is for me nice all right we got two yeah. more and then uh <laughs> we gotta head to the pod race mm. Uh, Louise at Louise MTM uh, said, I remember you touched on this a little bit on the episode discussing Leslie Headland's show, but I wonder, do you guys think that from now, from now on, Star Wars can explore different genres, making movies, shows of comedy, horror, romance, etc.? Thanks, guys. Um, so, uh, Lacey, why don't you start with this one? Why don't you go first, John? Yeah, why don't you go first? Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I think that Star Wars 
shouldn't do that um, because I think if you peel back the layers of Star Wars, um, I think, and I think I've talked about this, I think it already includes, like, it encompasses all genres that you're looking for, aside from, like, gore and, like, rated R, like, horror and stuff. Like, Star Wars is a comedy, a fantasy, romance, action, thriller, adventure, a coming of age, uh, all these different stories rolled into one. You just got to look for it through that lens. And, you know, just hearing like Filoni recently talking about and George Lucas talking about Star Wars and, you know, why it exists and how it came to be. I can't see them like deviating from the fabric of Star Wars. And if you like try to genre it and say like we're gonna make a comedy star wars or we're gonna make a um like a thriller star wars or something i don't think that's star wars anymore so i i think it already has everything that you're looking for in it and that's what makes star wars so special and connects people to it so everything you're looking for is there um you just have to put those lenses on and find it that's my answer i agree with that i don't think i could say it better than go? that <laughs> Go ahead, James. Uh, I'm like waiting to see. Um, no, I when I when I hear this question, I immediately my brain just goes right to horror, and I go, "Could we see a horror Star Wars?" And I go, "Um, I mean, I guess if they wanted to like branch out and kind of do that." And I, I and I feel like that's where the question comes from. Is they're like, oh man, could they could they go down that dark and gritty route where we're getting like basically like a horror movie out of this out of Star Wars, right? Because take any other genre, and I don't feel like people want that. Like comedy Star Wars, that has no place, right? Um, like Star Wars can be funny, like you were saying, John. It's got those elements in it. I don't want like dumb and dumber in star Wars. I don't want to see that movie. Like, and like, I want to, I, I don't want to, I want to see the movie Anchorman, but I don't want to see Anchorman in star Wars. Mm-hmm. Like it, that, that doesn't, the tone doesn't line up. So comedy out musical out, um, you know, like you said, thriller or like, um, and anything like that, just a lot of those things, uh, don't really apply to Star Wars, and I feel like people are somehow slipping in horror because they see something like that Vader scene, or they think that um, you know you could have a, a pretty good movie. It is what it is, but at times things can be scary and gritty. And and if they really leaned into that, then we would start to break out of the genre of Star Wars. And I'm like, I think all you want is you want a horror Star Wars. I don't think you want anything else. So uh, as long as they keep what you were saying, like the tone that is Star Wars, then they're golden because mm-hmm. they don't need to break out of into other categories. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like they're just with, like with anything, if anything's around long enough, people just for whatever reason want to reinvent it. And mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't think Star Wars so, needs that, but, um, so, so like, um, like what's the, what's the, the, the X-Men movies, right? They had their genre, and then they were recently they were trying to do the one. It's still not out. What's the what's the one? I don't know. I can't I, think of what it's X-Men called. X-Men Days to of be... Crap. I don't know. No, no don't it's know. the um, the Eternals or something like that. Not Eternals. Oh, it's dark the science, young, the dark young people. The young matter. Yeah, it's the young people. Um, I'm blanking right now. Academy. Exactly Mutant Academy. Mutant Academy. I'm doing the same thing. No. Um, X. But. Something? It's the one that was like pushed off and pushed yes, off and pushed off and pushed, pushed off. off. And I think yeah. I think part of the reason that it's being pushed off is because they they were like, let's make X Men right. a horror movie, right? Yeah. And they made this thing, and then they look at it and they go, this sucks. This doesn't feel like X Men at all. Mm. It's the tones all off. It's yeah. just it's a complete mess. And then they brought it back to Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige looks it over and he says, we're changing a couple things and we're going to like marvelize it. And then now they put out different trailers and the trailers look a little bit more in tune with what you see. I still have a strong feeling that movie's going to be a pile of garbage. Well, it's like Suicide Squad. Because it's going to be two different movies shoved together. Yeah, Suicide Squad, David Ayers made one movie and they cut it up 
because of what Deadpool did in the movie theater. They said, this movie isn't funny enough. Look what Deadpool did. So they took it, and the, the company that cut together that Bohemian Rhapsody trailer then got the movie and hacked it up and made it funny. Yeah. Suicide Squad shouldn't have been funny. <laughs> That's not... <laughs> It's not a funny movie, but mm, anyway, I don't think yeah. I could answer it better than what you guys did, so I'm good. Yeah, I stand good. by those answers. All right, real quick on this one. Okay. No, no explanations because we are up against time here, uh, but we'll squeeze it in because it's for the people, folks. <laughs> wr zero nine two three asked at, at wr underscore zero nine two three. We have all thought about what character we would play in Star Wars, but I want to know what character you would cast your co-host as. It can be any Star Wars movie, TV, books, or anything. So I said I would cast Lacey as Leia because she has a foul mouth and is a wise ass, but also knows how to get things done. Um, And I said James is Obi-Wan because he has a calm demeanor, never gets too high or too low, and never lets things get to him, and he's good at what he knows. Uh, Do you want me to go? I'm afraid, but yes. I think James is going to be Qui-Gon Jinn because he's really like cool, calm, collected, like really thinks things through, um, hopefully doesn't die, but... Hopefully doesn't die. <laughs> but I could like totally see him rocking like the half pony. Like James could totally do that. He's rocking like... the hole in the stomach. No, I'm saying not. Just ignore that part. But like he's into the whole like it's be it's more than what I mean he used to have long hair right so there you go did you uh so my pick for John is Han Solo because he's a pain in the butt ooh and you're a pain great in the butt. pick yeah great pick yeah yeah that's it just the pain in the butt part you would argue every step of the way of everything so yeah Han Solo I only take orders from one person me. Remember when I sent that gif and you're like, that was the perfect response? Yes. Um, all right, James, who uh, you got? Well, I just think it's funny because one of one of her thing was like, he's always prepared or whatever. And I'm like, I didn't do this question. <laughs> all right. Okay. I just literally go. did not at, at all. Like it. I saw it and I was like, I thought of one person and then I was like, no. And then like I never went back to it. <laughs> so I'm 100% completely unprepared for this okay. so i'm gonna say john you would be a sand person and lacy you would be um uh the resistance member and it was one of mark hamill's kids just chilling okay. behind a bin there you go. yeah <laughs> there you go nice all right uh we are done with ask the resistance so it's time to send it to lacy to see what the generals are going to be doing here yeah so it's time for the patreon pod race so there are a lot of different ways that you guys can support us you can like this episode comment subscribe follow us on twitter at rbatswnn and if you want more then the twice-a-week episodes and Mando Fan Show and everything else that we put out, uh, you can check out patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. Uh, Starting at $2 a month, you can get extra episodes, mini episodes. We do more than eight a month. We have uh, polls, extra access. There's just so much stuff. My brain is like, there's so much. Um, But there's all different tiers that you could be a part of. And our top tier, our generals, get a chance to be on the show. So first, I want to thank them for being a part of the resistance. So thank you, Carmelo, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Neil Shaw, David Probus, John Reese, Micah Harrison, Tampa Movie Guy, Michael Gaines, Jetta Rosewater, Beerfett, Russ Harbinson, Kendall Gelnar, I hope that's right, and Val Trishkoff. I mean, right. I always, like, <laughs> second-guess myself on reading words, so... Even me. I'm just making up names. I'm like... Kendall, see. a.k.a. Galactic Curator. I know who yeah. Kendall is. All right. So this week, to be a part of the show, we have General Andrew Staley, and his question is, uh, we all love Chewbacca, and we probably haven't seen the last of him. If they never make a solo follow-up, which they will, uh, where do you think we'll see Jonas return as Chewie? Andrew, take it away. 
So I think we'd all like to see Chewie back with the, with Han at some point, but in my opinion, I think we're going to see Jonas back as Chewie uh, as soon as Ray returns. Uh, hopefully sooner rather than later, but honestly, as soon as they uh, decide to uh, bring back the sequel trilogy characters, Poe, Finn, Ray, I think Chewie and the Falcon would be a nice uh, uh, carryover from the Skywalker saga, and obviously, like you guys always say, they're evergreens where you know they can continue their journey on with the, the new generation of characters. So I think as soon as Ray comes back in the movies or whatever they decide to do, uh, that's when we'll see uh, Jonas return as Chewie. We'd always like to see him back with Han, um, so that'd be a, a great way to do it. But I think it's going to be with Ray and another set of movies at some point down the line in a few years. So thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate all you guys do. Uh, make Solo 2 happen, and may the Force be with you. All right. It looks like Chewie left your house, John, and went to Andrew's house. He's and back, baby. back at your house. So what do <laughs> you think? The magic of... <laughs> so what do you think of andrew's answer well uh i andrew's always very optimistic so i think in his heart of hearts he believes that solo 2 will happen in some form of another and chewy will sure. show up there but he we kind of forced him to answer this way so i appreciate <laughs> you playing ball here andrew and, and bringing chewy with you along um and I, I think i see a jimmy johnson shirt on you there so good i'm sure you're happy nascar is actually back so that's cool um I, I, I like your answer because I do think no matter what happens, and even in his interview, Jonas said, if I never play Chewie again, it's been a great run and it's been a ride of my life. But I think even he would say, I think Ray and crew are coming back. And the way you keep things connected, like we always say in this podcast, the evergreenness of these characters that aren't human on the outside. Um, Chewie has several hundred years left in his lifespan bring him and the Falcon back with Ray and all that. And that makes a ton of sense. Cause I, I think we haven't seen the last of Ray and they're not going to just say, Oh, Chewie's gone now. Uh, so I think, um, if they don't bring Han and Chewie back, which I really hope they do, obviously, um, I think you're dead on spot on. Nice. James. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. Um, I think that the, the thing here is that they have the perfect, they've set up these three characters and uh, being Ray, Finn, and Poe, right? And it would be crazy to not go back to those characters at some point. That's where Chewbacca fits in. And I think from the marketing of episode nine, they were, you know, we, we never heard the term Skywalker saga until some one day somewhere in the process of making episode nine, they go, Oh shoot, dude, we don't have like a plan for, you know, <laughs> for, um, making, uh, these movies and stuff. So, uh, this is almost over. We got to figure out a way to keep, keep doing stuff. Well, why don't we say one through nine was the Skywalker saga, you know, and then we can move away from the saga that isn't the Skywalkers anymore. We can create a new and it will be like a handoff, right? Mm -hmm. Seven, eight, nine will be the movie that had both, but it, but then these ones are different, you know? So right. I, I think that uh, there's long-term plans with uh, Finn, Ray, and Poe. The problem, though, is that now she's Ray Skywalker, so it didn't really end. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> hey, you know... I hear the criticisms, mm -hmm. I think about them, mm -hmm. and then I don't repeat them. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but that is a good point. I think it's a, even mm -hmm. with her name being Skywalker, I think it's an easy way to just kind of continue it on, especially with characters like Chewie. Um, Andrew, great answer. I hope they make Solo 2, as you know. But uh, I do think the perfect way to bring him back is with Rey. Um, they're a team, and I like seeing them together in the Millennium Falcon. Uh, also, you have a lovely room with lots of collectibles, so I love that. Thanks for being an awesome fan. Uh, yeah. So now, we're going to head to me. You always do that. Just, Woo. just, just I do love it. when this happens. That I love when you make fun of me for cheesiness, and then you drop one of those things. And then she gets all fumbled in, in it, too. Like, and I guarantee uh, she... And then, hi, Lacey. It's always... Hi, Lacey. <laughs> Thanks, Lacey. <laughs> yeah. And then one of these. All right. <laughs> so, anyway, now we're going to go to me for resistance transmissions. Thanks, Lacey. Uh, it's time for resistance transmissions. 
so the way that this works is every week John puts up a wacky, crazy situation. And you guys give your answers. So we've had actually pretty wholesome ones lately. So hopefully this is a wacky mm-hmm. one. Is it a wacky one? It is. I think so. Cool. So it's referential, topical. The scenario is come up with a horribly written line of dialogue you would find on a fake treatment slash script for The Empire Strikes Back that would make it obvious it was not real. <laughs> So, aka, if I wrote any of those scripts, like how bad they be. Because of the fake treatment that's been going around for JJ's episode. Oh, is that what's going on? Eight people are like, oh my God, look how horrible this would have been. It's like, how do you not see that this is fake? But, my favorite yeah. thing is someone probably just has a scanner and they printed out stuff and they were like, let me just write on this and then they scanned it back in. Like, there's so many ways you could just fake that stuff. <laughs> um,. All right, so up first is more 5150 at more 5150. Hey, Michael. And he said, Dak, feeling all right, sir? Luke, just like new, Dak, how about you? Dak, right now I feel like I could take on the whole empire myself. Luke, well, that's not going to happen. You're going to get killed pretty quickly. (laughs) 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 Then get stepped on by a big mechanical elephant. (laughs) Dak, what? (laughs) <laughs> That's really good. <laughs> uh, next up is Todd DeGrossier at Todd Knows Best. And he said, Vader, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. Luke, he told me enough. He told me you killed him. Vader, no, I am your father's brother's nephew's cousin's former roommate. Luke, visible <laughs> confusion. <laughs> father's brother's... Uh, that'd be his uncle, his nephew. So that'd be his cousin, cousin's former roommate. Second cousin? AKA makes um, no sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Could be second cousin or could still be first cousin. The, the former roommate. The f- so I'm you or your siblings. I'm Leia's former roommate, technically. Holdo! But I'm visible confusion. Okay, so next is Brian Pothier at B. Pothier. And he said, Leia, I love you. Han, you complete me. Leia, you had me at hello three. Oh, hello there. I thought it said three. Sorry, I ruined that for you. Uh, C-3PO, did you know the human head weighs eight pounds? That's amazing. <laughs> Jerry Maguire. Oh, that's funny. Uh, Mark at the kind of vacants said Yoda. For my ally is the force, and a powerful ally it is. Midichlorians create it, makes it grow if you have over 20,000. Oh my gosh. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. That's why we are both friends with Chewbacca. (laughs) (laughs) Darth Vader built C-3PO and kissed your sister you did. Oh boy. (laughs) I think my favorite is... All those things are accurate. (laughs) I think my favorite is makes it grow if you have over 20,000. You know what? I like a good prequel burn. We need to make fun of the prequels again (laughs) for a little bit. All right. Next up is Micah Harrison at Micah X Machina. And he said, Yoda, size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? Luke, that's what she said. Yoda, and well, you should not, for my ally is the force, and a powerful ally it is. Life creates it, makes it grow. Luke, that's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) This might be Hall of Fame for me. That's really good. Size matters not. That's what she said. All right. (laughs) Rogue Squad 2 at Rogue underscore Squad 2 says, Luminous beings are we, as Yoda finger... Yoda's finger lights up and moves toward Luke's arm. In here, I will always be. <laughs> Learn from a friend I did. Elliot. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next up is Megan at Star Chaser underscore 21. Hi, Megan. Uh, Vader Yo. said, join me and together we can win Palpatine's baking contest. <laughs> And bring brownies to the galaxy. That's what I'm talking about. I love a brownie right now. Okay. Next is Rick Villanueva at Cad Cad Bane's Bounty. And he said, Luke to Leia, I don't like snow. It's cold. 
and it gets everywhere. <laughs> like father, like son. It does. <laughs> Next is Alex Zukas at Zubaka. And he said, Luke falling down the shaft on Bespin. McClunky. <laughs> and last but not least is James Solo at James Solo. Any relation? And he said, Vader, now is the time for the Empire to strike back. There it is, folks. Yeah. Colin Trevorrow style. All right, yeah. guys, if you want to be on the show, make sure to follow us on Twitter at R-B-A-T-S-W-N-N and just uh, look out for the situation. And then, uh, yeah, give your answers. Back to John. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening and watching. We hope you like this you episode of the Resistance Broadcast. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave that five-star review. Tweet us at hashtag with hashtag rate the resistance with your screenshot of your review and enter to win a shirt um all the other podcast apps soundcloud spotify podbean wherever uh make sure you go to starwarsnewsnet.com every day for your star wars news reviews editorials information and more uh teespring.com slash stores slash resistance broadcast to pick up one of our shirts if you're not a lucky winner um and uh you guys can find me on twitter at johnny hoey and at starwarsnewsnet.com james uh, Twitter and Instagram at Myra Trunks. Lacey. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Gillerin. All right. On um, Thursday, we'll be joined by, and this is like merging of my two favorite things here, <laughs> uh, New York Yankees play-by-play announcer Ryan Rucco will be with us. He's a huge Star Wars nerd, so he's going to bring his A-game, and he's going to join us uh, to have some fun talking Star Wars, as we always do. So we hope you have a great week, and we'll see you guys on Thursday morning with another episode right here on the Resistance Broadcast. We'll see you around, kids.